Michael Gevin here with Jumpstart Sessions. So I'm super excited to bring you these one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching sessions. These are kind of behind the scenes and coaching videographers and filmmakers. And if you'd like to kind of cherry pick what you'd like to even listen to on each episode, you can go to jumpstartsessions.net. And on there, you'll be able to find the show notes for each and every single episode. There's also an assessment that I have each person take that I coach. You'll be able to see their results on the show notes page for each episode. You'll also be able to take the assessment yourself so you can kind of compare results. If you yourself would like to be coached on a Jumpstart session, you'll also just go to jumpstartsessions.net and it'll say, get coached on the podcast. You fill out a questionnaire and as of right now, they are free as long as they can be used as a podcast episode. And so ultimately, that's all I've got for now. I'm super excited for you to listen to this episode. So let's rock and roll. Well, Jeff, welcome to Jumpstart Sessions. <laughs> Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Hey, I'm excited to have you here. You know, there's there's certain people that uh, we were just saying, I've known you for a long time, that it's nice to have a, a, a familiar face of a familiar name that, you know, has been around the block for a while, come in and want to do this, because I've had a lot of, um, you know, for the most part, more new and fresh people on here to a degree. I've had a few that have been in business for like 12 years. Um, but more in that like zero to three year maybe time frame. And so it's, it's nice to have a good old veteran here today. So yeah, no, thanks for having me. So tell me and everybody else that'll be listening here. What, um, what's going on? Tell me a little bit about the background. Give me a little bit about where you're at, what's going on and, and maybe what are some of the things that you'd like some, like to talk about today? Yeah, cool. So my wife and I run a company called Ready, Set, Film. I started off doing wedding videos under my own name back in 2008. A year after that, I got laid off from my full-time uh, retail management job, which turned out to be like the best thing that ever happened to me. So at that point, I took it full-time. Uh, my wife and I knew each other growing up. We actually met like way back in middle school. Really? We reconnected at a wedding I was filming like a month after I got laid off. I probably <laughs> wouldn't have been there if I, if that hadn't happened. So oh, wow. <laughs> it was just okay. like perfect timing. We'd both gotten out of like, you know, relationships at, at that point. Is so. she in the business now too, helping out? Yeah. Yeah. So after we were dating about a year, she like came along to a couple weddings and uh, probably another year after that, she jumped on board full time as well. So for the most part, we film our wedding separately now, which works out great. So oh, really? Okay. So you've got two, two sets going out at the same time. Yep. Yeah, we have, um, so we actually have four employees that work for us part-time, just mostly okay. shooting. Mm -hmm. And then uh, either Amanda or myself handles every one of our weddings. Got it. Fantastic. Are you primarily weddings? Yeah, this year has been a big shift, which I think is one of the reasons that I uh, okay. <laughs> wanted to jump on this call. Cool. But yeah, um, we've always done a lot of different corporate work and uh, various other types of video jobs. But for the most part, our wedding, our business is definitely mostly weddings. Would you say kind of the 80, 80, 20 of it is probably doing 80% weddings and 20%? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, exactly. And probably more like two thirds weddings at this point. Now I want to dive back for just a second. Cause there's a lot of people here sometimes, you know, with jobs who are afraid to quit. Do you think that had you not like, can you get back into that psyche for a moment? Do you, do you think like, that you when do you think you would have quit like how much would you have needed to be able to quit your quit your job versus yeah. you said you got laid off right yep yeah yeah i'm not sure it would have taken quite some time so 
I think that was kind of my plan to do this full time, but I was yeah. still really early on. I think at the point I got laid off, I'd probably filmed like five weddings. Okay. And I didn't really have like a lot of work lined up, just a couple of weddings like later on that year. And it was already starting to become a problem, like getting that time off because I worked in retail. So sure. they'd expect you there on Saturdays. And so how did you deal with that back then? I mean, you, you didn't have a lot going on. So you went full time immediately. I mean, did you, were your needs fairly low, maybe? Yeah. <laughs> they were. So it actually worked out great. Uh, I was able to like save a ton of money, basically live somewhere for free for a while, yeah. uh, collect unemployment while I was building sure. up my business. So that sure. certainly helped. Sure. And yeah, and it, it blew up like really quick. I got really lucky. I think a lot of times uh, it's better. They say it's better to be lucky than good. <laughs> but I made a few really great connections um, and it just turned into like a bunch of work early on. So not that it paid a ton at that point, but it was, sure. it was steady and it certainly did the trick. So it was enough to make me not go looking for another job. You glaze over that really quickly. You made a few connections. What did those connections look like? Because that's one of my biggest things for people. I mean, you know, and I think more and more and more every day, it is the relationships and connections that are mattering even more than the work because the work's starting to get so even playing field out there that if you're not well connected or who you know. So what did those relationships look like? Like, who were they? Yeah, so the big one that comes to mind is there's a woman named Sue, and I had known her from, I used to be a member of the BNI networking group, sure. and I had known her through that. Uh, this is in my, like, previous job. I used to sell, like, home theater and that sort of thing. Okay. And, um, right when I, I probably went on Facebook, like, the day it happened, and just posted something, and she was working for a new medical company at that point. she just come on board, and they had a sales conference, and uh, she said, we're actually looking for video. Why don't you come do this? And I ended up like bidding it way too low. And uh, it just, it worked out <laughs> really go, well. You need to bid a little higher, buddy. <laughs> yeah, no, funny enough, the, uh, her and the people she was working with uh, came back at the end of the conference. And they're like, you need to resubmit this, um, this invoice. <laughs> you need to charge more money. <laughs> I think I billed them like three fifty a day. And they're like, no, like for your equipment and everything. You're it's bringing, great when you get those, more. you know, those kind of people who are, just so I don't know, respectful, whatever that are like, you know what, this is great. We'd love to, to take this lower rate, but we need to almost spend the more money. Like our budget's higher. We've got to spend the money. Go, go ahead and, and raise that up a little bit. Yeah. And uh, so funny enough, the other big connection there was my friend, my good friend, Anthony, who uh, was a DJ way back then. Okay. Now he runs a giant production company. He does like, okay. you know, these huge like graduations from medical schools or like big events wow. with thousands of people. You know, probably a lot of, you know, think like uh, maybe some of your Tony Robbins events, like yeah. not quite on that scale, but pretty close. Sure. Cool. A lot of these big conferences. So we've been doing a lot with him, which has been great. So were you with that person? So the one obviously wasn't weddings. Yeah. Was the DJ weddings at the time then? Yep. So uh, back then what I did is he was doing wedding shows and he brought me on board. So we ended up like just sharing a booth and promoting, you know, he promoted his DJ business. I promote yeah. my video business and it was great at the price point I was at back then. I was able to book, you know, quite a few weddings that way. What, what, what was it in the beginning? What was those initial? Price? So after I was done, like, you know, doing friends weddings for like five or 800 bucks, uh, I want to say I was charging like 1500 to 2000 okay. right at the start. So, okay. Okay. This is back in 09. So. Sure. Sure. Yeah. No, that's cool. I just, I just want to get a little bit because it's interesting. It's like you had, you had kind of into the corporate world and the wedding world with the two connections you had and yeah. really kind of quote unquote jumpstarted you. It sounds like got you going and off of the races ever since. So yeah. <laughs> fantastic. Well, cool. Let's, let's dive into where you're at today and, and talk about what, what brought you to want to do this and the cool. kind of the questions and thoughts you got. Yeah, so I'm excited to talk to you because same day edits have always been a really big part of our business. Yeah, uh, lately that hasn't been the case as much, and I kind of missed that. So 
Um, and I think that may be one of the reasons, this is probably the first year where we've kind of had like a big dip down in our okay. wedding business. Okay. Uh, sure. More so this fall, it's been really weird because usually fall is, is super busy. Um, so I guess overall we've done really great. Like we've had a lot of other things going on, mm -hmm. but it definitely worries me like going forward. I want to make sure, you know, we're doing the is best Is it lack can. in lead flow or is it a lack in the converting the leads you're getting? It's, I think it's a lack in converting because we get a lot of leads. So, and I think at like our price point, you know, naturally we flush a lot out. So. Sure. Um, and are, are you saying you're not, they're not wanting the same day at it then or you're, what's yeah, the situation so we, there? We get a lot of pushback. We get people that have seen our same day edits and when they get married, they definitely want it. It doesn't matter. Uh, but a lot of the weddings that we do are really high end, you know, maybe six figure budgets. And I think maybe we're not doing a great job explaining it, but they're just not wrapping their head around the whole idea of, you know, taking that time during the band's break. So have you transitioned when you, when, have you transitioned out of a certain demographic that you were doing it for and now you haven't done as many in general for this newer kind of demographic that you're working with? Yes and no. I think more overall, I'd say the number has probably decreased as our rates have gone up and certainly get into like that higher end demographic. Um, I find a lot of planners are very hesitant about the idea unless they've seen it. Like if they worked with us before, then they're all about it. So. You know, it, it's, it's fascinating because um, I, I still believe in my heart that I guess you're saying that's still the case. It's interesting because I mean, I, I know a lot of people that I work with and do coaching with and been friends with locally. They do same day edits and some have gotten out of the same day edits more by choice, not by necessarily they don't want to do it anymore. But that was always the thing with me. I mean, I went from 2006. I mean, if you've heard what parts of my story, but from 2006 through around 2010, I mean, I would say 80 plus percent of the same day edits I did, I didn't even get paid to do because I couldn't convince these people to um to do it and the ones who didn't experience it didn't understand it there was a lot of pushback misunderstanding why what, wouldn't you, wouldn't it be a better video if you spent more than two hours you know uh why would we want to show it that day all these things and i was so weak in my confidence to have any kind of pushback that it was just kind of like okay yeah that makes sense i mean probably i mean i could just feel back into those days of like not having any confidence about, okay, well, I'll just book what is the normal thing that I guess you understand and then I'll do. But then there was a switch. There truly was a switch where that pushback was still there. And because they desired the work that they were seeing, and I just ended up eliminating, like you could more or less, unless it literally, which there were some, literally pretty much would just not fit into the day at all. It would even almost be impossible for me to get a quality video done. But I don't know what your days are looking like, but my normal wedding days for me that always worked was, you know, ceremony somewhere between 12 and three, um, you know, and then reception starting between five and seven. So those were always, I always can pull it off. But if the wedding's at like five or six o'clock in the evening, the reception starts an hour later, some of that, you know, would definitely cause issues to pull it off. But if there are any more of that, that gap. I mean, does that look like the days for you where they're the, the they're all over the place. <laughs> I think more often than not, we do a lot of first looks. So we have a little bit of a gap later on. Yeah. I've never really had an issue with the timing because we have, we always do a three person crew. Everyone on our team is very comfortable with it. They all like edit their own clips for us. So wow, whether a man or myself does the edit, like we get a lot into it. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, they come to you, they, are they, 
coming to you, like how many people are coming to you that are, uh, and before I guess I get into this, I mean, digress for a second. I mean, weddings is still something you really want to be doing, right? I mean, yeah, I, absolutely. I love it. Yeah. Okay. Out of everything we do, it's, it's the most fun for me. I love okay. It. Fantastic. Well then we'll, we'll probably, is that the main, before I, I go into that, is that one of the main things with kind of the weddings and dissecting that? And, and yeah, that? definitely. Yeah. Okay, cool. Good deal. Well then let's, let's, let's get in here. Cause I had, I've told this story a little bit here and there, but there was a guy last year who came to me. I've known him since about 2009. He's local. And from like 2014, he said till last year, they were booking, they used to be able to book 2025 20, weddings. And I don't know. And how many are you trying to get? And, and some of that as well. I mean, do you have a certain amount you're trying to hit between your two teams? Yeah, we've been up to like around 50 weddings. Um, between the two? Okay. Yeah. And it's, uh, I'd say that was probably a few years back when our price point was a bit lower. So I, I think like 20 each is where we're comfortable. Okay. If that's ideal okay. for us. And um, so, so this particular person couldn't get above 14, 15 weddings since like 2014. And I'm pretty sure they did almost 25 this past year. Um, and the thing we were looking at is, you know, he was like, well, I just got 30 leads and I only booked one. And when we really dug into it, he really only booked one out of seven, not one out of 30. Because when we looked, 23 of the people didn't even reply past the first email. And so yeah. there was that aspect of like, okay, well, don't beat yourself up too much because you're not even getting most of the people to even, you know, reply back to you. And then they started shifting to, and, I, and that's where I'll talk about your process. I mean, are you getting on the phone with it? every every person that ends up contacting you? Or are you trying to do initial negotiations via email? So we're doing it mostly by email. Uh, our philosophy is kind of reach back to people the way they contact us. So sure. if someone calls, we'll call them back. If someone emails, we'll email back. And obviously a lot of a lot of people were going to lose out on price. And you can kind of get a feel for you know what venue they are and, and that sort of yeah, thing. So I'm understanding correctly a couple things here too. You're losing out on price, but simultaneously you're saying the people you are booking just aren't, you're, 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 you're feeling like you're not able to get them to do the same day at it. Yeah, exactly. Well. Yeah, right. yeah. And that's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, like even if we, and there's been times where we'll offer it the same price, you know, as the highlight film, we bring a third person and they just really don't see it. They don't see the big picture. Do you do you think if you did not offer the highlight film and that was the thing you offer, you think you'd lose the job? Is that in your heart right now? You'd lose the job entirely? It's it's funny you ask that because I've been thinking about that a lot lately. Um, and I'm not sure. I don't think Amanda's as keen on the same day edits as I am. So like I'd be happy <laughs> going to every wedding and doing it as long as we have the team in place. So, uh, but yeah, I think we'd certainly lose lose people if that's all we offer. Because that's... Uh, it, you know, and we'll have to dig here because the pricing, I mean, I remember, so I remember a time where I went to $4,000 and I started losing, I wasn't converting at all. And literally, this is insane. This is getting into like the minutia, but I went down to 3,900. I don't know if it was part my own psyche or whatever with other people, but I started booking regularly again. And it was that, that little bit of difference. And I've done other things people through the years, I remember you, you probably saw some of the stuff because I look back at some of our messages with Mark Wonderland and uh, handcrafted back in the day yeah. in like 2014. And I was studying data when we could see these things with like the software we're using for uh, payment processing and $50 differences were converting eight to 10% higher at times and like just changing certain things. And so sometimes there's these little nuances where, you know, um, and I don't know how much you're wanting to share publicly on this call with pricing so you share as little or as much as you want but um you know it's, it's that thing sometimes where i had to realize that if i wanted to 
like going up by 500 to $1,000, but losing 10 weddings, does, that, that math doesn't work out. You know, exactly. I need to be going up by like two, three, four thousand dollars for me to be losing, you know, 10 or 15 weddings and, and having that math be the same. And so for me, you know, I had gone my main package that was my holy grail back in the day ended up becoming a basic cut of the ceremony, a basic cut of the reception and my same day at it. Like that was what you could hire me for. And, um, you know, it used to be almost 10 videos that I had. And I, at this time, it was about 3,500. I was getting just to do the same day edit and those two little side edits for the ceremony reception. But I was charging 3,500 for like an intro, pre-ceremony, ceremony, photo session, reception, full edit, love story, you know, the whole kit and caboodle. And I'd spend half my time on the phone with people telling them about all the offerings I had. And then finally, I was so fed up because I was having couples say they weren't watching anything but the same day edit. And so yeah. I'm like, what am I doing? Like I'm procrastinating on this. I can't even get the people who help me edit, edit these things. And so why don't I just stop all this and just do what people say they love? I love it. And just this conviction came over me. And I mean, those next few years were explosive in the wedding and the non-wedding world when I just zoned in on like, this is what I do. If you want me, like this is the only way I do it. Now, I'm not saying that's going to be your answer, of course, but the, the other aspect is um, if you're getting plenty of leads, then this isn't a full marketing play anymore either. Because, I mean, for me, hindsight 2020, same-day edits were one of the best ways to market yeah, on the are. planet. Yeah. So the other thing is is that, you know, if, if it's some of these different more high-end weddings and you're having certain um, planners and stuff, I mean, part of it's like, could you do some of these though, where you just throw in it as an extra and you do just surprise them and you, and you, and you somehow wheel it in there. Now the problem, the only problem I might see on certain levels is like, I used to always have like slideshows way back in the day. And so yeah. I'd, I'd have this slideshow made and then I'd throw in the same day at it. So that was, there was something being shown that already warranted showing something versus, Hey, I got this thing. Let me, let me do this. Unless you can pull it off at a time like when we had it really, really dialed in right before the first dances, you know, between dinner and first dances, we had that that ready. And so you're not really interrupting anything. It's when you get past the first dances into all the the you know the fun dancing and all that, then it becomes a problem. People don't want to stop that. They're having a great time. So what is some of that that looking like for you? So our same day edits always go later because we put the speeches in them, we put the vows in them. So there's okay. tons of dialogue. <laughs> so as you know, but those are also because does that become your main deliverable? Yep. Yeah. yeah. Even early on, I'd say like probably the first year, I just did a music video style, then I'd try and like work the vows into it, and then just keep challenging yourself to like add a little bit more and more. Sure. Um, sure. So for that reason, we try and do it like when the band takes their last break, which is usually like an hour, hour and a half before the end of the reception. Okay. They have a DJ, then it's a little bit more flexibility. We kind of just work on the timing with them. But like you said, they don't want to interrupt the party. Even during the, the downtime, they think like it's going to be a big interruption. And... It's fascinating because I mean, I dealt with that. I mean, I definitely dealt with that and we still... Because I, I guess I just had, and you've experienced enough yourself. I mean, I don't know how many weddings you've done, but you've had to have experienced enough where you know, you just know inherently that 99% of the time, people just go crazy for this thing. They just oh, yeah, love it. Yeah, that's yeah, why I it, love it. And, and that's, that was my thing where it was like, I, if I can't figure out how to convince these people, like in the early time until I just, like I said, this conviction came over me. If I couldn't figure out how to convince them, then I was going to do it because I knew that, 
I wasn't going to deprive one myself. I guess at certain levels, I'm like, I love doing this. Like it gives me the most joy and excitement to do the wedding day out of anything. And then why deprive them? Like just because they can't wrap their head around it and I haven't figured out how to help them wrap their head around it. Now, nobody gets to experience that. And so yeah. it's, it's just one of those things where, and, and obviously if you're going in for the highlight, that's what they're paying for. That is their expectation. Then it could, I know there's that push for you to put the best, most excellent, crazy video you can put together that day. But that's where, when I used to do them as kind of the bonus thing. So I started to get it in front of those types of people so they could experience it. Um, you know, you don't have to have it be as crazy. You know, you don't have to put that way. You could, you know, have it at that time where it's like, you know, I don't know that anybody, you take that little bit of like, well, we'll cross our fingers here. It should be fine. But like you show up before the first answer or something when nothing else is happening. Like they're just sitting there mingling. You get it all set up. You hit the play button. You know, you announce it. You hit the play button. They watch. I can't imagine people. I've never had that where they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> why'd, you, why'd you do that for us you know it's like not gonna happen um and maybe some of these planners or different people who haven't been at one yet and experienced it need to need to experience it because it's just still if they haven't um and it's a different story if they have because i'm sure there's i mean where you're massachusetts yeah yeah so um, we do all of new england and some destination work but mostly in like the boston i don't know we have a pretty wide range <laughs> but usually one boston thing, if, if a planner or somebody says something i've experienced this i do not want this at the wedding at all um versus they just don't understand it or don't get it from you um yeah. but you also mentioned the one thing like a, a confidence and a clarity like do you feel you said go back and forth via the, the, the method they contacted. So email, email. But what point in time would you, if you emailed you, what point in time would you get on the phone with them? Uh, so from our first email, our goal is to get them on the phone. Sure. And then uh, we offer a phone or video call, which is our preference. And a lot of people don't respond. So we'll come back and offer them a questionnaire just to get more info that way and keep the ball rolling. How many are you booking, though, that, I mean, that would end up not getting on the phone but book you? surprisingly quite a few this year yeah yeah that's how yeah, there's want. it's uh it's an interesting trend yeah yeah I'm, I'm hearing that more and more i mean it's it's interesting because i'm just so it's so fascinating that but are those people on the higher end doing that as well yeah like yeah price? maybe even more so yeah maybe even more so but i think a lot of that is that they're getting a referral from their planner or their photographer sure that, so it's an easy trust, it's so. there's an easy sell there um, yeah um, and those are the ones because once you get on the phone, I'm just trying to throw in different things out here right now. So like once you get on the phone, you're having conversations where they're saying, or is these people via the email only? Like where are the, I, I'm just trying to get to the, the core of where this holdup's happening so you can potentially eliminate that issue. Yeah. So I guess it's happening during the booking process. So for whatever reason, we're not presenting them with enough value or, or showing them how awesome that experience really is. So they don't, they don't see the value in it and they just book something else. Yeah, they book your other package, right? Or they, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hmm. And your videos aren't any different, right? Is a collective whole the same day edit? Because what you're putting into the effort of the same day edit, it's not necessarily- It's the same as our highlight film, yeah. I, fe it, like, I feel that if I do it the same day, it's better than what I do after the wedding. Of course, so, of course. And well, you know, you can go, you know, you go back and like tweak a few little mistakes here or there before it goes online. But for the most part, that's what they see, so. Yeah. So this, I mean, I, I have so much proof in my life now and lives of others that 
the confidence and certainty at which you're able to present yourself in what you do. And if you've heard some of the other ones, you know, I don't think you're really doing this, but that whole idea of like the master chef versus the, you know, the, the subway or the fast food, like you go to fast food restaurants, you never tell them, make me whatever you want. Right. But when the higher you get, the more there's that you do your thing. We trust you. We want what you do best. How we love the work that you, you create. And so as a byproduct whatever it takes to create that, that's what you do. And so to me, I had gotten to a place where the only videos people could see, if I'm able to get them to confirm they like what they see, then I was able to also affirm that what they saw was created this way. And so yeah. if I'm going to create my best work, I said, you know, when those same questions would come up, wouldn't it be better to, two hours, all those different things, I was able to confidently come back and say, maybe other people need two months, two weeks, two years, whatever, but for me, the work you're seeing, I can't, and I would say this, I, and I couldn't, still this day, there's, there's still elements of things. Even when I coach people and work with people, there's an element of this energy that has been brought up for years that I just kind of like, whatever, I mean, I'm just being myself. And, but yet now I'm, I'm owning, still don't fully understanding, but accepting that there is something about, say, my energy that has this transformative effect on people. There's something about when I'm at a same day edit that like you just said to me, I created a better video, the pressure, the just the whole everything about it that I would work harder and, and really push so much more to make something amazing than when it got done because I'm such a growth person. It's like I didn't ever want to even look back at that footage because if I didn't get to it for however many time, because I, I live for that reaction. You know, I love yeah. the reaction. So when I don't have it and I'm lucky to get a, you know, you're lucky to get an email. Thank you. Hey, you did a good job. You know, off we go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. After how many, like 40, 60 hours of work, you send it off and you, it's crickets. Yeah, but then you find thing. out a year later, they love it. So. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but so there you say that too. Obviously there's not even, you know, there's only what, 12 to, well, because depending on when you start the day, the max there is is 24 hours. So if you're able to complete shooting and editing a video that's just as good or better in your eyes as a video you're now saying you're spending an additional probably 20 to 30 hours on after the fact, and I'm assuming that's a level through procrastination and different things because you have more time to sit and think and ah, we make some changes, ah, I'll work on it for a little bit and come back. Because if you can complete an epic video that you would be the similar as that and you're spending... 30 to 40 hours and that might have been a random number you just threw out but is yeah that that's for the, that's for all of it we we do usually include like the full ceremony and toast and all that too okay so, so that's something you would do after the fact yeah exactly yeah. yeah and i think um probably that's another place where i'm stuck is because a lot of people are just offering highlight films now and like to me personally i'd rather them have the whole ceremony you, and all the speeches but then, I, then again, I'm sure, like, I'm not sure are they ever going to watch it. Is it, is it really well, that one in the same. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like on a level, a lot of levels, we're literally the, the same person. It's interesting. I have everybody take these assessments. I don't, I don't bring them up on here. I'm, I'm looking at the things, but we're actually, well, something got, which is very rare. It's happened from time to time. We're, we're actually wired somewhat differently, but yet everything <laughs> you're saying, it seems like we're identical. So yeah, that's <laughs> you, you, you could be the uh, unicorn one that this went off a little bit. So I'm not even paying much attention to that anymore. But um, yeah, I'm the same way. And I, I, I still, even though all the feedback I got in the short term was they were not watching it, my, my heart could not go, yeah, but in 15 years, when you want to bust out that DVD and your dad passed away for some, you know, something happened to him or whoever, and he gave a speech, 
and now you've got this three and a half minute highlight video that has 10 seconds of his speech in it. You know, it's great that it's in there and it's the thing that you'll watch again and again and again, but to hear the whole speech, to hear the whole vows, to hear the whole, all those, those moments years and years down the road, which to me, you know, I have seen some people that I filmed their wedding 10 years ago now, and they have looked at the, not many times, but they have, but those people who had it for a year or two, they were just watching the main highlight video, the main same day edit. And so, yeah. but that's where I ended up going, okay, from a, from a cost perspective, from an effort perspective, time perspective, that basic cut of the ceremony reception, when I say basic, it was as basic as it comes. I mean, cutting between the two, two to four cameras for the ceremony and two cameras typically for the reception, just AB cut. I didn't even get much into even any color correction or anything. I just made sure they were synced up all looked solid and then here you go because of that exact thing. At that point in time, all the extra five, 10, 15 hours of perfection on that is unnecessary. All they need to yeah. do is see it and hear it. Yeah, and, at that and, point they're happy with the raw footage. They just want, <laughs> they just want to see that. That would be too, yeah. But you know, and so, I mean, I used to just spend a couple hundred dollars to get that part edited, you know, the, the yeah. ceremony reception and so. Um, and that's what yeah. we do as well, so. I mean, that works out great, I guess, but. So, is it you only have two main, off this same day editor or highlight video? Uh, then we also have our feature film, which runs about 10 minutes for us. And then the way we structure it is everyone gets a full-length ceremony reception. Yeah, okay. So, so those are the main offerings. Full-length ceremony reception, everybody gets. And then is it either or when it comes to a highlight or the feature film? So our best option gives them both the same day edit uh, at about three minutes and the longer feature film as well. So, okay. uh, but for the most part, it's like either, you know, cause the three to four minute film, obviously you're not going to have a highlight in the same day edit. Cause they're both Do you have way. a lot of people desire that longer film? No, not so much anymore. Most people go, they want like the three to four minute film or something around five minutes long. Yeah. Do you still offer that other thing? Yep. Yeah, we do. The, uh, every once in a while, we probably do maybe three, three or four a year. Okay. That's interesting. Um, and then you, ha you have that way above the pricing from everything else then? Is that what? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we pretty much package it where if they book that long film, it comes with a lot of extra coverage for either the rehearsal dinner or longer coverage on the wedding day. And then they still get the same day at it. So they still have okay. the three minutes same day at it. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. It's fascinating. You know, do, do you feel after all these years that there's still like if you're having a conversation with somebody and they're giving you that pushback, do you feel that resistance and that kind of lack of like, okay, well, that's fine. Yeah, I think more or less I really just kind of move on from it and don't try and push it too much once I get the pushback mm -hmm. from them. So maybe that's part of the problem. I might be shoot, shoot myself in the foot there. But Well, yeah, I mean, there, there's that interesting because it's not, I don't, it's not a, it, it's not a negative thing. Like it's not a pushback in a sense that like you're fighting these people now or anything like that, not to be looked at in that kind of light. Um, I, I just, I really believe that, uh, cause is there, so is there dis, I mean, it seems like there's disappointment. I mean, I, I'm seeing and hearing disappointment and the fact that you're not getting to like, is that discouraging you in the wedding industry a little bit? Cause you said transition at the beginning of the thing and is that part of the transition is like, oh, you've done some less weddings and less same day edits? Yeah. And I think, I think the two tie together. I really do think that by doing less same day edits, it's affecting how many weddings we're actually booking as a result. So. But you said you're still getting a lot of leads. That's where I'm trying yeah. to connect the dots here. So there, yeah. 
But yeah, the less we're getting about this. Um, I'm not sure. I'd have to tell, like go through the numbers to see if we're getting as many leads as we were maybe like a year ago. Okay. If that makes sense. But to me, it feels really consistent. So. And, and the same day edits, have they been declining over the last few years here then? Yeah. Yeah. They've been kind of just slowly going down. I think this year I only did one. Last year I probably did four or five. So. And before I was, yeah, yeah. And before I was doing, that's one out of like 20 of my own weddings. And before I was doing probably every other wedding, I'd have the same day at it. So. Oh my gosh. Okay. (laughs) I've done, uh, we've actually done over between a man and myself, we've done over a hundred same day edits. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, Wow. Okay. That's, uh, that's fascinating. Yeah. I, I, you know, it's interesting because through the years, even guys back in the day that were like, they weren't even barely putting their videos online and things. They've been doing it for 10 or 15 years. And it's like, they're still always kind of struggling to get business and get leads and um, going to bridal shows and all this kind of stuff. And I, you know, I remember that peak. I'm like, I didn't have to do anything because the volume of people that were seeing my work between offline and online were, were so high and experiencing that, that it's just like, I didn't need to go to any of those things anymore. And actually yeah. there's one guy I have he used to shoot a lot with me. Then he has his own company, you know, same thing for him. He was doing all the same day edits, but he, he's, he's like, and the phone thing, because he wasn't getting on the phone. Then he really pushed for the phone. Now he's trying to do less weddings. And just by not getting on the phone anymore, he's getting less weddings. And then he's done less same day edits. Like the combination of not getting on the phone, not doing same day edits has decreased his leads and has decreased his conversions. Um, and so, you know, and I think you, you so if you, you and your wife are doing them separately, then what you choose to do at your own weddings seems to me somewhat irrelevant to what she chooses to do so how do you come into who shoots what wedding and and when a when a lead comes in yeah so the most part it's just whoever handles the lead will end up okay. leading the wedding okay. uh the difference would be if it's a referral from like a previous couple whoever worked with that couple will, will end right. up doing it unless the other one of us is booked at that point so sure and how many how many referrals would you say you're getting in from prior people at this point in time is that a pretty good chunk um from prior couples i'd say yeah probably close to like a third of our inquiries are coming from from and referrals the rest, how are you getting them just they just come mostly out. planners and photographers other wedding vendors okay. other, other so they're still so they're still a warm they're not randomly finding you on google and coming no. to your site and fill out a form yeah, yeah okay so these people still have so there's a level there then all the people are coming to you from somebody who's worked with you yeah and yeah. Would those people have experienced same day edits uh, I feel like less of them would have at this point because a lot of there's that immediacy like you're I think you're more likely to get a referral from another wedding vendor if you've worked with them recently. Mm. So I think as the, there's been a decline in how many same day edits, uh, less people have seen them as a result. So. Okay, interesting, man. Yeah, I mean, there's there's two things to be done. One, one, no matter what, I would attempt to start incorporating them in regardless if you can, like just yeah. the challenge, keep them simple. Like don't, yeah, don't I love don't, what you say about doing it at the end of dinner rather than trying to get all that stuff in that happens later. So. Yeah, well, it, it, I mean, it, you know, here, here's the thing. It, at the point in time that I had it so, I mean, it, was, it became effortless for the most part. I had a gal with me, a gal with me the whole day in the morning, you know, I mean, they did nothing pretty much but edit all day. So by the time I got on with a photo session, they're dropping in you know, the photo session shots and they're done in 30, 40 minutes. And I mean, we were done before the reception even started sometimes. Um, but it, the, when I was doing them and I was more or less the main person and the second shooters or second people with me were, were not the most competent people, interestingly enough. Um, I was doing almost everything. Those I was pushing a lot of them and I would be showing them into the, you know, after the first dances and everything like that. But yeah, I mean, we just, 
the amount of resistance we had when we were able to just show them right before the first dances, just in between that kind of gap time and just set everything up. It's easy, show it, tear it down. And then they go into their first dances. And, uh, and a lot of the times, now part of this was by design because the technology wasn't as good when I was doing this all the time. So reception footage didn't look very good. And so I chose inherently to not put any reception footage in the majority of my edits. Um, but again, part of this for you right now is not a, we're giving this, because when I got it to where this was, this was my deliverable and I wasn't going to do too much after the fact, it was a different story. But when they were the extra, there was less pressure. There was less need to put any specific thing in any specific order. I'm just looking to create sizzle basically. Yeah. And so you, you can create that two to three minutes in length too. You don't need to be at the three and a half to five minutes in length and add in all the sound bites. You can keep it simple um, and, and just be able to start getting them out there again and showing them. Cause again, I, I just find it really difficult to believe that as long as the scheduling works and you're not, like I said, the ones that were late in the day for me, those were just, they were very difficult to do anything with. And then I just didn't do it. If they really wanted me, they're like, we love your work. And we've been at the same day. It's even, but our days just, you know, it's, it's fine. We're cool. And so, but the rest of them, I mean, all the ones I surprised, I just, I cannot think of one single bad experience from surprising a couple and showing their audience. Because even if, and this was what something I ran into with the power of the same day as well, some people had followed my work for a very long time and honestly created very high expectations of certain videos they saw and the lens flares and the blue puffy white or blue skies, puffy white clouds and all these elements. And then their day, either cloud free or it was rainy or whatever. And so I could tell when watching the crowd and watching the couple that the couple was disappointed in the edit and their increased in excitement happened because the people there, and you've done plenty, the people yeah. there were so pumped that all of a sudden the couple's like, it is good. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause our <laughs> friends are telling them, Oh my God, this is amazing. And so whereas who knows, had I done something later as well, I might have had more issues with them because they might have had this inherent disappointment because the day and the footage didn't look like their favorite one they saw of mine. And so the same day edit was, was able to increase that because all the people are there are going, holy crap, this is amazing. What the heck? Da, 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 da. And, and so I, I would challenge you to experiment with that a little bit. I mean, and if you're already on certain crews, I'm sure you could incorporate a, a simple edit with the amount of time you've done things to be able to, to do that and at least start just getting them in there regardless, just for your own soul, man. I mean, yeah. <laughs> that was my thing. I'm like, I, I got to the point where I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I love, I, I love the weddings, but when I didn't do a same day edit, it just wasn't as fun for me. It really wasn't. Um, yeah. And when I did, I did better. The people got, I mean, it's just, it was great. And you know that. So it's obviously what you're kind of crying out to either affirm things or you're not crying, you know what I mean? You know, it's like that yeah. affirm certain things and give some like, you know, yeah, okay. And then the other one is I would challenge you a little bit for the ones you're going to book to channel some of the inner gebs here and like pull some of that, like try it a few. I mean, if you're getting a good chunk and you're you're happy with where you're at a little bit. This is what I always did even with pricing. It's like, okay, pricing I'm super confident with. Let's get to 12 weddings. Okay, now let's let's raise a little bit. And if I lose a few, that's okay. At least I got a baseline. And so depending on where you're at, like just experiment a little bit, you know, with with and I would say these need to be experimentations more on the phone than via email ones, because the email ones, if they're giving you any kind of whatever there, I don't know, conviction's harder to convey to me via email. Um, but on the phone, 
you know, it's one of those things where, do you have your prices all on your website too and packages and everything? No, okay, no, good. we don't. We, we basically send them, and I'm curious to see your thoughts on this. So we send them a starting rate once they inquire, okay. just kind of, you know, um, which is, I've, I've kind of brought that down by eliminating some stuff that we used to include before. Um, which I think helps a little, at least that's what I've seen recently. So. Does the starting thing, are you trying to eliminate them after that then? No, not not trying to eliminate them, but obviously we have a lot of couples that we're, we're in like the high-end market of, I guess Boston's already a pretty high-end wedding market. Sure. So great. Um, so a lot of those couples I know, like based on their venue, they're just not going to have the budget. It's not realistic. But so that is what's happening then. You are trying, I mean, you're basically yeah. saying, here's our starting price. And then if they, they, they're they turned off, then you're like, okay, good deal. We don't have to mess with it because we know that they're not going to be able to afford it. Yeah. And then some people, you know, might be on the fence or they just don't see the value initially until you get on the phone with them. So. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's a, that's a big thing there. I mean, I mean, to me, I used to experiment all the time because nothing was available. So it was able to kind of ebb and flow, quite frankly, depending on how I was feeling, how many leads, how many, there's a lot of variables that went into what I was going to say on that. Now it wasn't drastic differences usually, but, um, you know, a conversation with me, I mean, when I, at the peak of my career that felt the best, I really had one simple package overall, because what I got tired of happening is you know, having all these different rates and all these different options, it felt like it was, it was confusing to me. It confused other people. Then it's too many. It's paralysis by analysis. I don't know. And then we inherently understand all these unique differences. But a lot of people are going to push themselves into the, the lowest common denominator thing they can because most aren't the people who are like, oh, the most expensive thing must be the best thing. Let's go for that. There's people out there like that. And yeah. the more higher in the market, the more they can tend to do that kind of activity. Um, but there's still that level of like, I just like to make it simple and go, I want to do my best work. And what happened to me is when people were booking cheaper things, it, it, it was supposed to mean I'm supposed to not do as good of a job or I'm going to be there less hours and these things. And I'm just like, you know what? <laughs> Most, this is going to sound negative, but the day's burned. Like the day's gone. I'm not doing anything else that day. Most of the time within give or take a few hours, like I'm starting somewhere between eight and 10 in the morning and I'm ending somewhere between nine and 11 o'clock at night like give or take every wedding that I'm yeah. going to do to get what I want to create the best video that when I get done with a same day edit, I go home and watch it 30 times before I go to bed. That was when I was yeah. the most excited about weddings is like, I just got to, to be me show up. There was no worrying. Oh, I'm supposed to leave because they booked this cheap package and it's out of hours. And it's like, do I tell them that it's out? Do I charge them more? No, I would just stay and I would do it. And and then there was the like, okay, well, these people don't care as much. They booked me. Now, three weeks later, somebody who's super pumped comes along and they booked the most expensive thing I have, but now I'm booked with somebody who doesn't care. So what do I do there? And so it just got down to where it's like, I come, I rock your day. And what you've seen on the website, this is how I do it. Um, and this is how I create my best work. And so other people, and so you just start eliminating, because the guys in the industry would always ask me, well, how, because there was a time, the good old feature films yeah. that everybody was like, how are you selling them these short things and stuff? And I'm like, I don't even talk about these other long ones. And the majority of couples do not study the industry. So they have no idea what all my peers are doing throughout the entire country. And so most were not coming to me going, well, we want this 40 minute feature film. You know, so it's like what I conveyed to them in their own little bubble and them desiring me or inquiring from, you know, about me from the other vendors, referrals. Because when you're at that place, that's where, you know, you, you do have more control than people who don't really care. I mean, a lot of people who are out there right now building businesses where it's like they're, 
they're getting not leads and you know these google and stuff these people are just emailing five different people they don't care who they end up with yeah. um, where when they they potentially want you because a photographer worked with you liked you and said you got to use you know jeff you know those kind of things happening i don't believe these people always really know they just if they don't understand they go with what they do understand and if they don't and that's what happened to me so it's ironic that i mean i've even seen ray roman still say you know 40% of the weddings don't even have videographers at them. So that hasn't changed from 2009 to 2019. So it sounds like people going, I don't get this thing. Why would we want to do this? Hasn't changed from 2009 to 2019. And, and for me, it shifted. And I can't imagine that with enough conviction and heart and soul and passion around, this is how I do my best work that people wouldn't, it infects people. People want the best. They want excellence. So if they believe from you, that to create excellence means doing this and you're not giving them or presenting them with another option, then they can't go to the option that feels most comfortable to them or most, you know, easy, which would be like, yeah. well, I don't know. I don't understand the same data thing. Well, that's just default into the other thing that he's given us. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I guess. What are your, thoughts? Um, what are your resistance there? So my resistance would just be pushing that on someone that just doesn't get it. And they think like, I don't want to watch my wedding video at my wedding and, they just don't really see the big picture. So yeah. So so the, the twofold thing there is is if you really, I mean, if you have enough leads, you're not worried about. It. I mean, my thing was I want to do my thing. So it's like if you're worried about well, we don't have enough leads, and now all of a sudden we're going to book ten weddings because Geb's guy tossed to them this way, right? Like if that was the case, well, that's one thing. But the other thing is what. I, the shift I think happened for me is that that happened in one of two things. They either dropped and somebody who fit the excitement level of wanting it dropped in yeah. or I just in inherently filled it with people that ended up doing that. You know, in the other aspect, if you feel that there's really a jive and you want to book this and they're just not, they're giving you resistance to it, then that's where I would start to experiment with some of those with just still doing it. Because what I found is you got to remember every one of them I did for free that I surprised were people that didn't want it. That's they were all cool. people who did not want it. They were all people who told me it would be better if you had more than two hours. I don't want to see it that day. And I thought, geez, Louise, <laughs> this sucks. Because <laughs> I did the first ones for free. And I'm like, I'm, it was like an addiction. Like I just was addicted oh, yeah. to it. And I'm going, and all the people in the industry said, well, you need to charge extra for it. So at the time, it was anywhere between $500 and $1,000 extra. And nobody wanted to pay for it. And so I was doing the same thing though. It was like, well, here's normal package that I've created from peers and everything else. And then I'm going to add this same day added thing on. And nobody saw the value in adding on this same day added thing. Like why, why would you pay $750 more so a video could be shown that day? Right now, like you said, if they experienced it, it was a no brainer. But all the additional people, even if it was a referral, the likelihood's possible that they did not experience it because they were not at the wedding. So the person who experienced it might have gone, I use this person, you got to use them. But the person I'm now talking to is not having this conviction that the people they got the referral from. And so they're like, I, I don't get it. We don't want to pay extra for that. So I did it. But then they would tell their friends with conviction, you know? And so it, it's one of those things where I just think that Right now, you're giving them an option to default to something they more easily understand and get. And if you potentially remove that and had a conviction around, you know, this is what we do to create our best work. And the people, like, and if you, it sucks because now you've, 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 
you've done less and less of them. So there's less and less of the referrals is what you're saying who have experienced it. Because if they had, the referral would be coming from might be somebody who's experienced it and you'd be able to point at them and say, well, we did that for them. The problem yeah. is you've done too much now to a degree that is not, um, that wasn't the same to edit. Now, the, exactly. the, 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 the positive is, you know in your heart, the work doesn't look any different. So morally, ethically, it's up to you. You can neutralize, you know, this to a degree, but it's like, if you know that the work you're showing, whether or whether or not it was the same to edit is somewhat irrelevant because you're going to be able to create the same quality of work. Then it's, it's one of those things where you still just need to stand in your power there and be able to have that conviction around the work, not being any different or not, not signifying whether one is the same to edit or not and leaving it neutral because yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's the thing. So I, you know, I, I get passionate about this because I just want to see people, no matter what they want to do in life, I want to see them do the thing they want to do though. Not, yeah. not like you're going to lose all your faith in weddings and excitement around it because you're not really getting to do the thing that you got to do for years and jazzed you up. And for one reason or another, it started to decline. And then now you've gotten yourself out of it and you're like, man, this kind of sucks. Like I'm not getting to do same day edits anymore. I love doing same day edits and I don't know. So yeah. So I think, uh, I don't know. I think we're probably at the point where we need to stop making it as this big add on, like you said, because I'd rather do it for the same price as like, you know, editing. Is that the thing too? Are you making it as an add on? Yeah. So we basically structure our packages and we usually give them three options and that will typically be like a middle option as part of like the best option. But most people just end up booking the, the basic option. You've got your wife. She's got her own weddings. She cannot change anything. You got yourself. I would just start to experiment with a couple wedding leads coming up here. And more than, if you're getting still a decent enough amount, don't just do this on one or two. Like try five to eight different weddings that you get on the phone with. And honestly, find maybe your middle price to a degree um, and more or less almost eliminate everything. And, and make it like we come and we, I rock out your day. Like I don't, and I would used to sell against the, the photographers and other people who were like coming up at the reception. I'd be like, I've done so many weddings where people have hours. I used to have all these hours and, you know, I'd come and, you know, I'd see the photographer at the reception come up and say, hey, if you don't get things going in the next 45 minutes, we're going to leave or it's extra money. Like you got enough things to worry about. The only thing that I want you to worry about is, is having a fun time that day. So for me, I'm going to do my thing and the work you see on my site we're going to create that for you, whatever it takes to get that done. And that became my, like this power of like, when we book Gebs, we book him or we don't. We yeah. love the work. We, we get him or we don't. He's going to create excellence. He's going to be there. We're not going to have to, like, I didn't even get in and to the peak of my career. I didn't get into camera operators, not of cameras, like none of that details. It was like, I always was going to typically shoot their ceremony with three or four cameras. I was always going to shoot the reception with two cameras and minimally there was always going to be at least one person with me. And on local ass weddings, I would at times pay some extra money and get a guy to show up at the ceremony um, because I needed that little extra help with the ceremony. But the rest of the day I was fine. So whatever your sweet spot is with that, but it's just like try offering that a little bit and just have this where you're not offering. Cause do you guys like doing the long videos too, by the way? I mean, just out of curiosity. No, not really. I don't mind the full-length videos because we're not doing them. We have a couple of editors. Yeah, that but who edits videos, the forty-minute so. highlight videos? Yeah, so well, we try to keep like ten minutes. But yeah, that's a, that's a matter of myself. But you said so. fe oh, the features are ten. They're not thirty. Yeah, yeah, we keep about ten, ten to twelve minutes. Yeah, we don't do them super long. So it's Did just I like hear a longer you say highlight. Thirty to forty minutes earlier, though. Nope. No. 
Oh, you just said feature and my mind went to yeah. 30, 40. <laughs> exactly, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. So, and you know, I used to have same day edits with two, three, four thousand views and I'd have all the other, any variations that I ever did from single ones that were eight to 15 minutes long to, you know, five to eight, four to eight minute or four to five minute videos. Like they all had under a hundred views almost yeah. endlessly. Like nothing was online getting watched outside of my, my same day edits. And then after the fact, well, that was even less people, I believe. So I don't know. I just, I believe in, in, in designing a business and designing packages and designing things in a way that is, is not a hope that, oh, we'll just kind of have this wider net so that we can get people, but rather having something that when I do it, it's a hell yes. Yeah. Not a, not a like, eh, well, let's, let's do this, <laughs> you know, but hell yes. And, and, and the ones when I got to that, like, it just became easy too, because it wasn't, there wasn't a lot to figure out and understand. It's like, do you want the video that's right here? This three and a half minute video, all yeah. the three and a half minute videos on my website. Do you like all these? Well, that's what I come and do. Like, there's no seeking to understand what the 10 minute version versus the short one versus a music video versus sound bites versus this versus that and hours and cameras and people because people don't really know and and you know when you let them kind of decide i feel like it's it's trying to say well here's how you bake a cake but i don't think you should use these elements and you're like well the cake won't taste as good but <laughs> you don't want to pay for it or you don't want to whatever so you make this cake that doesn't taste quite good because somebody else told you how to make the cake and I, I think that, the, that you're at a place in your, in your career, work is solid, you know, you've been doing this a long time, that it's just having that, that power inside of you to pull out to go, this is how we create excellent work. And we're proud of it. Like, we're proud of what we do. And this is how we make the best cake. And, and, and just owning that and experimenting with it. Will there be some people who may not want to book you? Yes, but if I really like you, and I really like your work, and you only give me the option to say, this is how I create the work you like. I don't know what kind of major pushback because they don't all of a sudden now have this option to, to be able to understand that there's one that they could get. Like, you know, when you give them that ability, because for me, it's the same thing. I had the package. So your book, we're not going to have, you're going to get a video that doesn't get shown that day, all that kind of stuff. And now it's like, hey, here's this extra thing we're going to show that day and it's extra money. It's, it's just like, no, why would we pay extra money to show something that day? Like it, it, I, even when I sit here, when you think about it, it doesn't logically make any sense. But when I remove the ability to even have a conversation around something being shown or not being shown that day, and it's like, I'm going to show the video that you like from me and it gets shown that day. Like, and trust me, I've done this hundreds of times. People love it and it will not be an interruption to your day. Da, 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 da. Now, now granted, obviously you get back to your sweet spot. The only issue I can see in my mind is if the interruption part comes up for some reason and you're doing your normal ones that take longer. Yeah. I, I still think there's just a, I just still, I've never, if anything, I've seen those things bring the freaking reception up rather than bring them down. Like most yeah, times totally I've had yeah. weddings that are the dull as nothing's going on and we show the video, <laughs> people get excited, right? It doesn't. Yeah. They're it all super drunk at that point. They're just like totally yeah. into it. So, and again, and that's where I think having again that conviction and that trust of this kind of like, trust me, this is, this is the thing. And, but when we, 
when we just kind of push it under the rug and you, you bring it up, this is extra thing. I don't kind of get that. I don't know why we'd want to do that. And you go, okay, well, I'll take care. And there's the same day I did under the rug now. And you're now like we did 20 weddings and I did one. And next year I'm probably not going to do any, you yeah. know? And uh, that sucks, man. I mean, I, 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 I think that it's, does this all making sense? I mean, yeah, how totally. are you feeling about it all? I mean, yeah, it's, it, I think in a lot of ways, it's almost like I got to get back to where I was when I started doing it, because at that point we were doing a lot of surprises just to kind of get the concept out, see if it's yeah. something I can pull off. And yeah. those people all went nuts for it. One girl, uh, one girl, after she got surprised, got like, she ordered an Oscar trophy and like engraved my name on it and sent it to me. <laughs> see, I, I, I don't know. I, I just... There's something, if, if people love it, I mean, I, I don't push anybody into anything. If people love it, though, I, it is the best thing on so many levels because, you know, you, you look like a crazy person that day half the time. I mean, I had people come up to me at ceremonies and be like, you look nuts. Like, yeah. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> and then at the same day edit showed, it was so cool. This one just sticks out. I remember the church, everything. And this lady was so mean to me. And then she came up to me after the same day edit and goes, I'm sorry. She goes, I get it. She goes, that was yeah. incredible. You That's know, awesome. and so there's just, there's so many cool things that, that, that come out of it. And um, I just think a lot of people, whether they're doing weddings or whatever they're doing, they're getting pushed around. I, I just, and I, I was there. I mean, I got pushed around with all my video production for a very long time. And I'm not going to lie, when it got into doing more coaching, I got pushed around there because the same thing. I was, I, it, I was like a alter ego person like videographer michael gebbin is like super confident you know and i am certain about what i do what i offer what, all these elements and then the coach guy is back to that 19 year old kid who's like okay oh yeah whatever you want <laughs> I, mean, I don't know if i can help you or not <laughs> you know and it's like it's so weird to have both of those people in me and now so much has been shifting because i've been working on that so much and i see the shifts in my even in that coaching element because people people want a rock to hold on to. And when you're real flimsy and weak, you know, I don't think it's coincidental that the super dominant personality types stick out like the Ray Romans. And I, I'm thinking of like locally to me, like the Sal Sincata. They're, they're very dominant people. Um, Ray still has a lot of passiveness to him. He's still a dominant guy. Yeah, and, totally. and, and, and people who, female or male, that, that stick out to me, um, they don't, they don't get pushed around. They, they're, they're very much, this is, it's, I mean, on certain levels, some of them are, you could come across as you say, arrogant or rude and be, you know, it's my way or the highway. I did that, but not in an arrogant or rude way, but that's what it got to. It's like, here's how I do it. More or less take it or leave it. But in the most loving Gebby, Geb's way possible that I could possibly be. But it was like, this is what I do. There's no other way to get me. So if you like my work and you want me, this is how it happens. Cool. So do you feel that it was, um, it's helpful, like obviously not having the pricing on the website, do you think it's helpful to reach out to them right away with a starting rate or how, how did you approach that? Would you try well, to get them on the phone first? <laughs> Back in the day, I mean, granted, I mean, even right now I get, I keep locking them, but you know, even locally there's nonstop spam. So I hear from a lot of people, it is obviously more difficult to get people on, like to answer their phone if it's not scheduled. For me, back in the day, I literally just called the number as soon as the lead got in. And I'd cool. have people, I'd go, hey, I just, you know, and you could, you've, I've heard people say, oh, you need to wait a little bit. You need to do this. And I would just call them and they would either answer or not and I would leave a voicemail. And if they didn't, I wouldn't just keep pounding their phone. I would then follow up with, a, with an email for sure. 
But if they did answer, it would just be, hey, I got your lead. Uh, Michael Gavin here, you know, Gab's Wedding Films. And uh, just want to know if you have any time right now. And honestly, some would go, no, I don't have any time right now. <laughs> I appreciate it. We'll have to schedule a call. And then others would go, no, that's fine. And then I would just get into a conversation with them. Um, but I would always attempt, I still to this day with most things, if, if I'm interested in doing it, like I get stuff sometimes for sure. I don't quite frankly want anything to do with it. I either email them, forward it over or whatever. But if I'm interested in something, I will get them on the phone as quick as I can. Even though it's, and I've heard that and I respect that. Communicate with them the way they communicate with you. They emailed you, email them back. Um, you know, if they want to answer the phone, they want to answer the phone, email them back. But still, the guy I mentioned who went from 30 to one, I, uh, 30 to one lead, but only 23 of the people he basically emailed congratulations, we're available and here's where we start or here's our packages or here's our pricing. And 23 of those people did not respond. The other people were people he did get on the phone. Um, well, I take that back. They didn't all get on the phone. But I said, well, why do some of these people, you, e you don't email back, congratulations, how much are you? You email back something about getting on a call. He's like, I don't know. I just, most of the time, I don't want to get on a phone call ever. So I just don't do it. And I said, but it seems like your conversions, because he was really good at all the stats. I'm like, well, it seems like all your conversions come from the ones you get on the phone with. And he goes, yeah, and you say that, you know, you should talk more than, you talked for 45 minutes. I don't know how you do that. I barely can talk for 10 or 15. But it was, it was this just kind of like, here's my menu. What do you want off of it? You know, yeah. congratulations, you're available. Here's our menu. You know, great. What do you want? And, you know, and let them pick and then that's it. And for me, an hour long phone conversation would be 40 minutes to 50 minutes where I haven't even probably hardly mentioned anything about packages, pricing or any of that. I'm just talking to them, dialogue and sharing my passion, learning about them, all that. <laughs> I'll never forget the amount of times people be like, this is great. This is, this is really great. But like, how much does it cost? Like, what, 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 what are you, you going to do? I go, like, oh, okay, well, and then I would explain when I got my, my prime there, it was like, well, it's, it's, it's pretty simple. I mean, I just have one main thing because for me, I want to do excellence for you. I mean, I, I keep saying that on this call, but like, that's what I hammered home. It was like, I want to do excellence for you. I don't want to be limited. And this is a time of experiencing. You have the experience. So you can talk about, you can talk about all the things you did and talk about the things you don't like as a bad thing. Like, that's what I did. I'm like, I used to have all these packages with different hours and different cameras. And I found people would book the cheap one. And oh, because of the way I'm wired, I'd still do the best, best job I could because I couldn't do a yeah. bad video. So I'm like, I just want to keep it simple for you. And for me, you love the work that I have. I want to do that great work for you. And so this is, this is what it costs. And when I had enough leads and I had enough confidence, I mean, I'd have dates with 12 leads on them. So it was like, when I told them at that time, you know, $3,500. If they really didn't want it, I knew somebody would book me for $3,500. So I didn't need to be like, oh, well, okay, well, what can you afford? I'll do it for two or, or yeah. be afraid to lose it. But I will say the leads that I got were people who were referring me from when I did $1,500 weddings. So I started to really push these people to get to three to $4,000 because they were still people who their friends spent far less. And so when I started to get higher and higher, I, before I was getting out of weddings, I had realized um, I'm going to have to build, like I'm going to have to build a whole network of new people if I want to not just go up by like 500 to 1,000 because I was losing enormous amounts of business and it wasn't matching the, the pricing. So I'm like, if I'm getting 3,500, I need to be getting like six or 7,000 for the same price um, and lose 
10 or 15 weddings, not losing 10 or 15 weddings. And I'm going up by 500 bucks and losing a ton. And so, and that was just where I went, okay, well then let's just drop it back down. I'll just, I'll do some more and that's fine because I knew I, all the effort it was going to take me to rebuild all these relationships and get into that, that world that would allow me to do the same. Cause this is the problem too. I used to talk to Roman about this. I'm like, well, if you spend a hundred hours for, um, uh, for $10,000, let's say, but I spend 15 and get $3,900. Well, now at 8,000 for two weddings though, I'm only at 30 hours. You still got 70 more hours to complete that one wedding. So for me, I'd rather get $3,500 and take 15 hours, 20 hours to complete it than get $8,000 and have it take me a hundred hours. Yeah. And so, I agree. I'd rather be you know, at the wedding than editing the wedding. So that just makes sense. <laughs> right. So, you know, so, and that's probably, you know, another big thing, like you, you get done, you like, it's harder to even want to mess with the editing when you're not at the wedding anymore. Right. Yeah. For you. Yeah. So I don't know, there's so much good for your mental health when you can just get to that place of simplicity and, and, and a thing where you're getting to do the thing you love because you're going to pour your heart and soul. I mean, the reality is to me, if you want negative infused into your brain that might help you with this, think of yourself as disservicing every person that you do the things that you're not as excited about. Yeah, that's true. I, I started to do that. I'm like, every time I say yes to a person to do something that I don't want to do, I'm not the best at, don't want to even become the best at, but I'm just basically taking their money because I'm capable of doing it, um, that I'm disservicing that, that couple by, or the, quite frankly, that client, that project, that corporate, whoever, if it's not something I can get behind and get excited to do because I just let them run all over me. I mean, one of the biggest events we film, um, conferences, when they came to me, they told me what they wanted. And like, I was a hundred percent capable of doing what they wanted. And I told him if that's really what you want, I'm not your person. And the guy already came into the call, like <laughs> kind of, kind of rude about it. And like, we've already spent all this time looking for people. The owner said, I got to talk to you. Uh, but I pretty much got somebody picked out. And so you'd think, well, then the natural thing would be to do is keep my mouth shut, tell you that I'll do what you want and I'll do it for the price you want. So I can get the job. And I said, I don't do that. Here's what I do do. And, um, and here's the price I do it at. And the price was higher and it wasn't what they wanted. And I've been there for five or six years now. And I, you know, they want me back as long as I'm willing to go do it. Um, and I've had a lot of that, but at the times, like even with pricing, I, I think that there's nuance to pricing with people. Of course, there's a capacity that some people don't possess. So they're not going to be able to pay certain prices or they're just like, wow, that's, that's just really, too, we just don't value it enough to pay that. But I also don't believe that we get any more than we truly believe. Like I've had people I'm helping with pricing and I kind of give them these ranges because it's not this, let me beat you over the head and tell you to double your rates and do certain things. And you're like, brain wants to prove yourself right, which says, I won't get this. So that then I can tell that guy, I told you that I wouldn't get it. So all the universe lines up to say, see, told you I wouldn't get this versus getting behind something you feel comfortable. So like everything I've said today with potentially even simplifying it down and trying somewhere you have a simple package and stuff. There's that level of like, well, what can you really lean into that you can get behind and believe in versus you're just doing it because I said to do it, but you don't really agree with it, right? And so the stuff you agree with and resonate with, lean into that and, and, and see what, what fits and what works for you and experiment a little bit and then see what happens, you know? Cool. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Cool, man. Rock and roll. Any other final thoughts? 
I mean, I'm good. I'm having a blast. So <laughs> yeah, no, this is great. It's, it's been really great to, to see you and talk to you again. Cool, man. Yeah, no, I'm excited for you. I mean, I, I just think that just from my experience, when you infuse that passion again, people, people feel that. And I think rather than the, the negatives that you could think are going to happen because you're not giving them all these options. Doesn't mean you have to literally only give them one, but at the same time, you're not giving them all this plethora of things to pick from and just kind of going, okay, that's fine. No, no problem. You know, we don't have to do that and stuff, but like having that just enthusiasm around all the, take all your 10 years, take all the joy from all the same day edits and pour that into a conversation with somebody and more people than none will I believe be enthusiastic about because that's what happened. Cause like I said, all those ones I did for free were the same people that told me they didn't want it at their wedding and that would be stupid. And why would we do it? And they were pumped. Yeah. And so, you know what it does for you, you know what it does for people. And so when you can infuse that, and that was that moment, I just made that switch. I was like, I'm tired of this. Like, I don't even, I don't even want to be in business anymore in general because I'm so stressed out and like miserable and I'm behind nine months on delivering all these extra videos to people. It was horrible yeah, time there. of my life. <laughs> yeah, horrible time of my life. And so that conviction of like, this is what they love. This is what I love. I'm just going to pour that into people. And now I can't, I can't talk to them for an hour about the millions of options. I'm going to have to just talk to them, pour my heart and soul into them and say, here's what I do and what you like. This is how I do it. And yeah. my business took off. I mean, those two years, I mean, you know, we went from never doing more than 160,000 in revenue from 2004 through 2010, did almost 300,000 in 2011 and did almost 400,000 the next year. So like, I just have so much proof just from my life, but I've seen others as well that I've helped yeah. of just the explosiveness of that certainty and that confidence doing only what you love and eliminating the things you don't and your mental health and your revenue and everything should, uh, should increase there for you. That's awesome. So. I love it. Rock and roll. Well, and they can always, you know, we, we can always send them add-ons after the fact. And I have one bride from last yeah. year that it's actually adding on a feature film. She got married in 2018. So sure. she gets back to me like her first anniversary and wants to buy a longer film. So Sure. And I think, you know, and I think that's the thing too. I mean, I used to tell the one guy that I hired, which was part of the reason for my, my doubling as well and, and, get, and getting better. But I, I was always like, we need to get the business first. Yeah. And then all this other stuff that starts can start to complicate or add confusion once they've made a choice and have already committed to you it's easier to make other choices but if Definitely. they haven't made any choices then it's harder to get them to even make a choice in general if you've made it where it's like there's too many options my mom always likes like oh I, there's 12 colors of this shirt I, I like them all she won't buy any of them you know versus like picking out a few <laughs> she just goes i can't pick, i can't figure out so i won't pick out anything um, so anyways, but rock and roll, Jeff. Cool. It's great seeing you. Cool, buddy. There you have it. Another episode of Jumpstart Sessions, and I hope you enjoyed that episode. So if you yourself would like to be coached on a future episode of Jumpstart Sessions, just head on over to jumpstartsessions.net and click get coached on the podcast. Again, as of the recording of this episode, they are free as long as they can be used as a podcast episode. I would really love to help you gain a greater level of clarity, confidence, and connection in your life and alignment in your business so that you can move faster and make things happen without so much resistance. So I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Have an amazing rest of your day and keep rocking and rolling. Take care.